If you're like me, you probably had to do something hard today. I mean, personally, I hate washing out socks. That's why we made Geico.com so exceedingly easy. Easy to see how much you could save on car insurance. Easy to review and update your policy. Change of address. Just a few clicks and you're done. Visit Geico.com today because life is hard enough. I mean, I don't even wear socks. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Dream Reality New Earth Radio, reminding you that the choice is yours. I'm Dr. Dream with my co-host Ilya Nabokovsky, and now on with the show. Welcome, everyone. I am Dr. Dream, and this is Tuesday. I am. (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) I am Ilya Nabutovsky. Wow, I had no idea you were going to continue with the bait. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, every once in a while I like to mix it up a little bit, and I was just going to just casually comment that it's Tuesday, July the 12th, in the good year 2011, and this is Dream Reality New Earth Radio. And uh, we're thrilled to have you here. And and then I was going to introduce you, Ilya. <laughs> Thank you, brother. You know, things like this happen, and, you know, it's just a way of life. And I embrace all of these little uncertainties, and I feel that it just it just makes everything even more beautiful um, than it already is even though it's always beautiful all the time. (laughs) I love it. And if it got any more fun than it is right now, it could be whelming. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Not overwhelming, just whelming enough. And not underwhelming, but just whelming enough. I like that. Thank you. So, um, wow, here we are. It's another Tuesday. It It seems like weeks since our last Tuesday, which was really only last week. Yes, it definitely seems like time is just going so fast that I feel like the speed of time or the speed of light, whatever the speed is, is has shifted. And it's like every day has just become longer. And, I mean, it's crazy. Everything's changing and shifting. And I'm sure you can share so many experiences in your world that, you know, that say the same thing. Well, that's a great segue for me to share a couple of things here. Um, And I I do want to tell you that after last week's call, I had a fascinating phone call that has shifted everything for our Burning Man experience uh, Dr. Dream and uh, the Band of Angels um, have had a plan for 
ever, a year, whatever it is, to be out on the playa with red lightning in a uh, 30-foot dream dome. But as of last week, last week after this call at like 2 in the morning, we had uh, discussions and uh, Elevate Films, Elevate Studios has uh, come to us and would like to collaborate. And so our new Burning Man um, uh, effort that we're putting forward is called Elevate the Dream Galactivation Pyramid. And uh, this is the experience. This is the direct connect, God consciousness, take you right into rapture. So, um, yeah, exactly, right? I mean, (laughs) so great stuff happening, all sorts of things um, kicking in. And, um, wow, just amazing, amazing, amazing times uh, that we live in right now. And I couldn't be more thrilled to be um, at the helm of, of this ship, my personal ship, um, and and doing what we're doing out there. Now, how about you? Do you have a, a good eventful uh, week since our last uh, connection point? Yeah, I actually did. I uh, have begun to establish um, a website that I will be releasing soon. Um, it will be uh, Source Frequencies. Dot com and it will include um, a variety of tools that will allow you to advance uh, in all ways spiritually. Um, still, it's still in a in a developing uh, stage, but it will be up soon. And I am very, very, very excited um, to have this come about. Now, um, we were talking um, earlier, and you mentioned that your weekend, this past weekend, has been absolutely phenomenal. And I just want you to share uh, your story about what happened. You know, <clears throat> there's this thing happening. You you alluded to it with with all the the discussion about time, um, but there's this thing happening for me. I'm and, and I don't I don't know how new it is. I don't know. Let me just tell you, everything is like amazing, and each each aspect of my life that unfolds next is that much more amazing than the aspect of my life that I just experienced. And I'm just like, wow, this is this is outrageous. And so this weekend I went up with, um, met my daughter Maya, my 10-year-old daughter Maya, and her mother, her mother's boyfriend, and um, her half-sister up in Mendocino on the Russian River. And we spent three days, three and a half days, <clears throat> hanging out on the Russian River. Um, which of course, Ilya, I thought of you. Um, the 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 it's not R U S H I N, it's R U S S I A N River. So must be something to do with the homeland, and um, just had an incredible time, and also found myself in a extra large clawfoot bathtub, and had um sat in there for almost two hours in 106 degree uh, geothermal natural hot spring water and I, I'm it like I say it's it's just one thing after another that just keeps showing up as like the most incredible life ever like like I really did place my order for this and it's all happening absolutely brother 
the adventure never seems to stop. And speaking of adventures, you have another adventure coming up this week, actually in a couple of days. Yeah, this, this weekend we have Orange Vortex with um, the crew from Electric Cocoon. And it's out in the Mojave Desert, a couple hours outside of Orange County in Los Angeles. Uh, music, actually the event starts Thursday night with an um, all-night drum circle for the full moon. And then Friday morning at 5 o'clock, the DJs get started. And the music goes until Sunday at 2 in the afternoon, except for a two-hour break of any music, at which time we are doing ceremony. Uh, Dr. Dream-led ceremony with the most amazing crew of people. And um, I don't know. I, I, I am beside myself, looking at myself in total, utter joy and bliss and excitement about this weekend. And it's, like I say, it, just everything is just to the next level, to the next level, to the next level. And I'm blown away. Yes, brother. And I love how the the reflections are just mirroring to you who you are. Just I know you for so long, and I, I know you as this joyful, amazing, exciting being just within yourself. And as we can see, as we can all see, your outer reality, your experience, is mirroring back to you that which you have and so much more. So it is actually a very big honor for us to have this radio show and uh, especially for tonight, uh, you have a lot of experience that you can share and it, I feel it goes well with uh, our guest as well. Yeah, tonight is really, really an exciting broadcast. Um Across my radar in the last couple of years came um, a gentleman, John Castanini, and uh, a project that um, that John is working on, has been working on, um, called Thank God I. And um, this is an incredible project, uh, very exciting for everyone involved, and exciting for all of us that will... Um, have the opportunity to to tap into what these wonderful folks are doing. So tonight the plan was to have um to have John Castanini and two or three of the co-authors from the next Thank God I book um with us on the broadcast. And um at this moment we actually have uh Tracy from uh Costa del Sol in Spain on the line with us and we have Alice uh, from right here in Southern California. Hello there. Hi, Mark. Hello. This is so much fun. I mean, this <laughs> is, I guess we've had international folks on the call before, Ilya, but we haven't had anyone from Spain. No, this is a first. And hello to you, Tracy, and to you, Alice. Hello, Ilya. Hi. <laughs> Now and this it's actually, is it's actually early morning for me. It's um, ten past three in the morning for me. <laughs> oh I love that, Tracy. You are you are you are dedicated. I even asked you. I said, now you know, my thing would have been to stay up until uh, right now, but I asked you if you had managed to take a little nap before uh, this broadcast, and you said you had. And quite honestly, you're sounding about more chipper and energetic than the rest of us. <laughs> 
and we love that. And we yeah. love that that this is such an important project um, for you and and with your involvement, uh, both of you, uh, that um, that you made your way here to be on this broadcast. Um, I believe that we'll have Kathy and John joining us um, somewhere along the way. But in the meantime, I couldn't be more pleased to have the two of you. Now, I want to start off with with you, Tracy. You are the book manager. Now, I I just alluded to the fact that, you know, co-authors and this and that. I really want you to introduce to us um, this book and the details and any other pertinent information that'll be uh you know good for us to kind of build on tonight. Okay. Um okay, well thank thank God I'm an empowered woman. Um is a is a book that's going to bring together some seventy um authors which are all women who um have had um or experienced events or challenges in their life and it's quite a diverse set of um different stories and it's how they've um how they face those challenges how they've overcome those challenges and actually been been able to be grateful for these things happening and it's how they've understood how these challenges have served them this is actually the fourth book um in the thank god i series we've had three um volumes um to date that have been published and they've all been best selling um best selling um volumes and um it's it's an opportunity for for people ordinary people just like myself and like Alice and many other people to become um published authors but alongside um you know New York Times best selling authors as well so for example in the first book we had um a chapter written by Dr. John Demartini, um, who who is um, one of the teachers in the, the famous film The Secret, and um, we also had um, Janet Atwood, who was uh, co-author of The Passion Test. So it really is um, an opportunity for ordinary people that have um, faced some quite tough challenges in their lives and to share their voice and to share their story. And this book is all about women um, this time around and it's all about how these women have be- become empowered through that challenge. Now, I love this and I love the concept of Thank God I. Um, I have uh, one of the books here that one of the authors uh, sent me. I think it was the last book that came out um and i have been following this particular uh book now for about a year um and uh you've got uh, some pretty some pretty well-known people that are uh co-authors in this book also right give us give us a give us a name that we might know Um, How about Luann Mitchell? Ah, oh, yes, yes, Luann. Yes, Luann is is in the book. Yes. Now she is she is amazing, and she's out there doing um, some really fine work um, as far as empowering women. I I had the opportunity to hear her speak, um, and then I've been on several calls with her. 
Um, but so she's she's one of the one of the folks who's got a pretty high profile out there um, in the community. But what what I want you to help us understand is um, that the, the whole concept of thank God I give us an example of what um, not of yours yet or Alice's, but of of what some of the some of the topics are so people can get an idea of how this is so um uh like uh transformative this this perspective okay well the the topics really range through um through the seven areas of life um which is mental physical spiritual financial vocational family and relationships or or social um so it's it's challenges within within each of those areas, but it's people that have faced um let's take health issues um as an example people that have um perhaps faced um dealing with cancer dealing with um life threatening um ailments um, i mean so literally people are saying, "Thank God I got cancer." Yes, they've, they, they, they've um, faced this challenge and they've been able to understand not just, um, you know, how the drawbacks of, of, of having that, but also how it served them and what the benefits have been. Because there's always the, the equal and opposite, there's always the positive and negative. And it's really understanding how this experience has served them. And it's not just in that one area of their life um, in terms of their health, but it's how it's served them in all other seven areas in, in their life. Um, you know, how it's served them mentally, physically, spiritually, maybe financially vocationally with their family and with their relationships and socially and quite often um you find that whilst um you've got a challenge in one area of your of your life you find that it actually benefits and serves you in other areas as well I love it I just I love the opportunity that this presents to people to take a look at something in their own lives and see mm-hmm. if there is a perspective within that that truly does serve their highest selves. And yeah. um it terribly, terribly exciting this is. And some of the uh some of the stories that I've heard, you know, in the beginning kind of catch you off guard. Um because oh, you're just absolutely Yeah. So so give us a little more give us a little I don't want to jump ahead or anything, but give us a Give us a little more to go on, and 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 tell us what your role is as uh, as as book manager, so we can kind of understand um, how this works, and and also what an incredible opportunity it is for someone who's not like a, an author yet to become an author, published. Oh, absolutely, and um, you know it's an opportunity. Um, they, they they say that statistics will, will tell you that eighty seven percent of the population want to write a book. And um, there is a saying that everybody has um, a book inside them. Um, But it's only a very small percentage, something like 3% um, of um, people actually become published authors. And it's actually something that's um, quite challenging um, to achieve. 
and there's there's two ways of doing that. Either one um, goes down the route of getting it, you know, writing a complete book um, and finding an agent and funding it and so on, so on and so forth, and, and getting your book published, which is very costly and is very very difficult. Or more recently, one can go down the route of um, self-publishing. Um, but they, you know, even with self-publishing with today's technology, it's still quite challenging to actually get a complete book um, published. This is an opportunity where people can become published authors, but you, what you're contributing to is is a, a compilation where you're providing a chapter within the book. So a chapter is um, around about. 1500 words which is about three pages of um, three pages of a, a word document um, so that's that's um, obviously a lot easier um, a lot easier to achieve so what we're providing is um, the opportunity within self-publishing um, to provide a chapter but it's part of a, a, a book which brings together um, between 50 and 70 different authors that have different stories but within a theme yeah so the the um the theme on this particular book is is in women and how they've become empowered by by their um their um their challenge the next book um is going to be called thank god i found my face um so um what we're planning to do is is produce different books for different different themes or different niches in the market. But it's not just about becoming a published author. It's it's providing a platform by which um, the authors can communicate with each other. They can learn from each other. They can learn the underli our underlying process of the power of perfection, which is a whole process that John Cascanini has put together, um, you know, to to help people come through um, and transcend any challenge um, or event that they face, face in, in life. So that's a, a tremendous um, educational opportunity as well as, um, as, as, well as being a, a published author. And then in addition to that, um, we provide a complete platform um, for, for authors to be able to market their books. So it's not just about getting published, it's about being able to market the book as well, and um, you know, for, for authors, um, you know, to um, to have an income from this. So that's yeah, no, um, uh, you know, that's that's quite quite a wide quite a wide um, spectrum. That sounds amazing. And uh, Tracy, uh, you've when we before we started this show, you were um, telling us a little bit about uh, your own story and. Uh, how you got involved with this. So I just want you to share how you got involved with it and what your story is in this whole uh, arena. Okay, well, um, my my um, story is entitled, Thank God I Found um, the Riches Within. And with me personally, um, I went from a situation where um, I was um, very successful in my corporate career I was a consultant in the in the um, IT telecoms industry, and um, you know I used to earn more money than I thought I could ever possibly spend. 
And I went from a situation of being very, very affluent, having a lot of wealth, uh, as I perceived, um, in cash and assets, to having very little and being you know, broke within a very, very short space of time. And I couldn't understand how that happened. Um, and that was um, in conjunction. It wasn't just about financial, being in financial mess. It was also um, following, um, you know, a series of failed relationships um, as well. So the two, the two areas of my life in terms of relationships and financial problems kind of went together and spiraled really into, um, into a situation where I was flat broke on the verge of um, bankruptcy, feeling very ashamed about where I'd got to. I was alone um, following a failed marriage, um, a second failed relationship, um, lost a child. Um, and I was at a point in time where, um, you know, I didn't really feel that anything could get any worse. I got to the stage where, um, you know, I had creditors calling me every hour on my phone. You know, there was no money in the cash machine. I got to the point where I couldn't even buy a cup of coffee, you know, in a very short space of time of being where I felt that everything, I had everything in my life, you know, in terms of um, money, successful job, um, and, um, you know, relationships. And um, it was it was really how I how I came through that, and what I found um, was that um, I very much focused on loss, and I, I thought I'd lost so much in terms of um, wealth, and in terms of money, and in terms of cash. I mean, I really believed I'd lost everything. Um, you know, my homes were being repossessed. Um, as I said, I had creditors chasing me, adding interest to my bills on a daily basis. Um, and that's what, what I really focused on was, um, you know, how much I'd lost. But when I when I sort of learnt, learnt this process with, with John in terms of, um, well, how did that serve you? Um, everything happens for a reason. Everything is perfect, you know, as it was, as it is, and as it will be. And one of the things he taught me with his perfect um, solution was, well, how did that actually serve you? And I found that very, very difficult to understand because not only um, was I in this was I in this terrible place, I was all, you know, also suffering health-wise. Um, you know, I had the most debilitating panic, panic attacks. I couldn't even go out in the, at the end of the day, and I became very much a recluse in my in my own home. Um, but he he helped me see well how how did this serve you? What what were the benefits? And um, he said, don't just look at the financial side or the relationship side, but think about how this has served you mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, vocationally, um, with your relationships and socially. And when I looked into it, um, you know, I found that when, when we looked at the loss, because that was the thing that, that was 
you know, really, really, I was really focusing on, I actually discovered that I hadn't actually lost as much as I'd, I thought I had. Because when I looked into the debt and, you know, I actually found that I, I actually had assets. Because you can't, you can't get into hundreds of thousands of pounds worth of debt, which, which I thought I was in, without having assets. Yeah. Mm. Um, so he, he helped me understand that um, I actually had um, quite a lot of assets in terms of I had two properties. Okay, I didn't own them. You know, I had two cars. I had, um, I did actually have some savings. It's just that I couldn't get at it. Um, so the first thing was, well, I actually had quite a lot of assets, and um, you know, that that's not a loss. You know, that's that's um, that's something that I still had, and also. Um, he helped me understand, um, you know, what, where was the wealth in other areas of my life in terms of, um, you know, because the other area was relationships because I felt I'd lost a lot on relationships. Um, but it helped me understand that there was, um, you know, my relationships were, were serving me in other areas, you know, in terms of my family and, and my friends. Um, and, um, you know, I, I actually... I actually got to a situation where I realized that I'd actually created this this situation in terms of um you know I'd gone was going through divorce I was going to you know I'd lost um an, another relationship um and I'd created that because in many ways I wasn't happy and I wanted I wanted to move on from that yeah and um you know, in 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 the end, I found myself in a situation where I moved on. Um, although I was alone at the time, I did actually, um, you know, find someone new, which was um, a, a much better relationship for me. And I also moved. I actually moved from the UK to Spain, and I actually found that um, although I I gave up two properties, um, I gave up my cars, and you know. I was going through divorce, I actually ended up with a much, much nicer home in a much nicer area um, with much nicer weather. And then when I started to think through, well, what's that worth to me? Um, and put a, put a dollar value on that, then um, I realized that um, I was actually far better off um, in my life than than I was before and when asked the question of well, would, would you go back to that and I said no absolutely not so Tracy what I want to know is what was the pivotal moment that your perspective shifted from this is a real terrible situation to a perspective that had gratitude in it like there, there must have been some moment when you went almost from crying you felt so bad about everything to like a smile creeping up on your face can you identify um, like when that was yeah ab absolutely because um i felt um when i was going through all of this i felt very ashamed very ashamed um particularly um admitting to my close friends and family the mess that i was in because they, they all assumed that I was um, very well off and very successful and what have you. And having to um, admit to them the mess I was in was, was, was um, 
probably the lowest point. But I think when, when I came to the moment of turning all of this around was when I, I realized that I hadn't screwed up, you know, because I felt I'd screwed my life up terribly. Um, it was when I realized that I hadn't, I hadn't screwed up at all. It was that moment of um, understanding that all of this happened for a reason. And I've actually benefited from all of this um, because other areas of my life are actually in a much better place and I am a much better person from it and realizing that, um, you know, particularly on the, the financial side, I learned one hell of a lot about debt management and it's something that I can actually help other people with to say that, you know, it's not as bad as you think and there is a way out even when you think there isn't and you know you, you haven't screwed up I didn't screw up it all happened for a reason and it was at that point that I was able to um, really um, feel grateful for what had happened because I'd actually come out of it a lot better than I thought I had well I love it um, and we call it and in, in thank God I we call it the thank God I moment it's the moment of realization, the moment of where, you, you know, you, you can say, I am truly grateful for what has happened. And it does, it, it is a very, an emotion, very emotional point. And it does, um, it does bring, bring tears to your eyes. Oh, beautiful. Now tell me, how many authors, co-authors are there for this book at this point? We have um, over 50 authors um, currently. So and we what's do the have, goal? Um, the goal is to have um, up to 70, so we do have a few spots left to fill, and the book is going to be published um, at the end of October this year. Nice. Okay. Excellent. Now, we have two other uh, authors, on, co-authors on the line with us. Um, we didn't get to introduce you before, but Kathy, you are here with us now. Kathy? Ah, <laughs> uh, those perfect broadcast moments that just don't pan out so perfect. Well, Kathy was here. She may be back in a moment with us. She may have muted out. Um, <laughs> but we do have Alice with us. Alice, are you here? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you perfectly. <laughs> this is great. That was my turnaround moment for the broadcast, <laughs> hearing your voice. Good. Um. Now, uh, Alice, tell us a little bit about um, your story. What I'm really interested in is um, how, how do people find out about uh, – I mean, we, we heard a little bit um, from Tracy, um, you know, about what her process was and then I guess really finding John um, as like a mentor. Um, was is, is that your same sort of story, Alice? It's similar. Uh, what happened was I was a student at the University of Santa Monica, and um, I heard of Thank God I through one of my classmates named Aaron Kleinerman, who, was, who has, I believe, a story. I don't know if it's in the first book or the second book. And so he was um, you know, letting people know that, um, that there was going to be a book called Thank God I'm an Empowered Woman. And um, I was very interested in it because, uh, you know, having gone to uh, working my process at the university, I felt I felt complete and I felt ready to share, you know, my story 
in the Empowered Woman book, and that was back in 2009 when uh, when it was presented to me. So I, you know, I spoke to Aaron, and uh, he introduced me to John, and uh, so I would. I wrote my story, I submitted it, and, uh, you know, it was, I guess, being uh, reviewed. And so I would just kind of uh, join in on the, the monthly or the weekly calls whenever they had, thank God I'm an empowered woman call. And I just kind of uh, listened in. I didn't really say much. I just, you know, listened to all the others, other authors. And one time John was on the show, I mean, on the call, and uh, I had a question on the, you know, while we were on the you know on the call and I asked him how do we get the word out to other authors and also to different cities because I lived in Los Angeles you know Trace lives in Spain uh John lives in New York <laughs> so um other than you know uh what kind of market development how do I start something going so um I spoke to John privately after that he said give me a call you know call me after the you know the, this and so I called him and we actually, it turned out to be, um, uh, that was last year. So I have actually been working with John as a mentor. He's been my mentor. Uh, he's actually been helping me on the reframing. Uh, there's something at University of Santa Monica called uh, refla- reframing challenges into blessings. And he has a very uh, effective reframe through the art of, uh, is it the art of, uh, perfection, Tracy. That's what it's called, right? <laughs> Where you you identify the advantage. Yeah, the power of yeah, yeah. The power of perfection. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's um I think it's termed as the power of perfection or the perfect solution. Yeah. Yeah. So I was working with him on that. He was basically teaching me how to reframe and and balance a very you know very triggering and challenging situations. Uh, you know, if I had a a triggering event. Uh, I knew what I could do to work my own process, uh, but I also incorporated his technique into my 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 learning process, which has really been uh, very helpful. So now I'm at the point where, when I have challenging situations, I can just start to identify uh, what are the advantages of this, and I can I also balance it out with if it didn't happen, what would have been the disadvantages of it. You know, it could have been I didn't learn something from the experience. So, you know, in conjunction with everything I've learned, I, it's been very enriching for me to uh, to come to a place where I can speak about something very painful that happened in my life. So, Alice, share with us, what is your story? Well, the, the story that I shared in the Thank God I'm an Empowered Woman book is entitled Thank God I'm... Uh, thank God I gave custody of my children to my ex-husband. And I actually that was actually quite a miracle to see <laughs> because, um, you know, going through divorce and going through all of the drama of divorce, you know, there's all the, the stuff that happens. And uh, again, um, you know, again, through working my process, I was able to come to a place where I could say that. So the story was that, uh, you know, I, you know, and this is not to bag on my ex-husband. <laughs> you know, for all the women that are divorced, this is not to bag on my ex-husband because he is a wonderful man. He's a wonderful father. It's just that we just had our differences. And when I was in the marriage, uh, you know, I was married for hmm, almost 14 years. 
And I hadn't worked. I was a stay-at-home mom. Uh, well, first I was basically a homemaker, you know, following him on his career. And then when we had children, I, you know, I was a stay-at-home mom. So basically I, I didn't really work for about eight or nine years straight. And uh, when we decided to divorce, my children were very, very young. Uh, my son was, uh, he was about three and a half or almost four. My daughter was uh, one, one and a half or something like that. So they were really still quite young. And uh, that was a really challenging moment for me because um, I knew that ever, after having not worked, you know, uh, in the job market for eight years, I, I had to start all over again. I mean, literally. I didn't even have my college degree completed because when my ex-husband finished his degree, I, I kind of went, I left, you know, I left college for about a year saying I was going to go back. And then, you know, his company relocated us and then relocated us again. So after that, I was just forget it, you know. I ended up on the the path of life after that. I, you know, I, I'd have to wait another, I don't know, number of years again until I could finish my bachelor's degree. So, uh, you know, I was at a place where I didn't have my college education. I hadn't worked for eight years. Uh, I knew the marriage was something that I felt I couldn't go on with. And I had to make a decision. You know, do I take my very young kids on this journey of survival <laughs> or do I leave them with their father who you know was a very good provider and uh, had a you know a very good job I didn't have to work uh, you know he, he you know he had it all and um it was very very challenging for me to make that decision because I had raised my kids since I mean you know and I breastfed them I nursed them uh they were I was very close to them they were basically my world. So uh, it was very, really, really tough. And uh, there was one time when I went to a deep meditation that I shared in, in the story. Um, I was working with, um, her name is Vajra Ma. She was one of my mentors uh, in, in goddess and feminine spirituality, which was very healing for me at that time to heal some of the, um, I guess you could say, uh, women issues of um, empowerment at that time. And, uh, you know, I was uh, working with the goddess Isis, and I had my my Isis, uh, you know, statue. And um, so I, I went to, into a meditation, and I kid you not, I, I don't know where she took me. <laughs> but, you know, I closed my eyes, and I was gone. I mean, I was still conscious. I was still awake. I, I could hear the birds Outside, I can hear, you know, all the trees whistling in the wind. But um, I started to see a vision of the Pleiades. And uh, then I found myself, in, you know, in my mind, uh, in front of these, you know, words can't describe the experience I had with these beings. Uh, it was the most empathic and compassionate presence I've ever felt, um, other than my Mount Shasta experience. That's another story, but um, I was in the presence of these great beings. They, they felt like masters of I don't know what, <laughs> you know, but at that time I was just starting my spiritual journey, and, uh, you know, I was basically just, you know, I was weeping. And uh, I felt that 
they knew what I had to do. They were really basically holding space for me. Um, not There weren't any words that said, were said or any thoughts that were, uh, you know, uh, sent to me or my sending my thoughts. All I knew was all, all these beings were doing was basically holding space for me, providing the empathy and compassion for me to make my decision and to go forward. And, and that's basically what happened through the meditation um, that I had experienced. Um, it was almost like the impression I felt was, we know what you have to do, and, you know, we're here for you to, you know, to make your decision, but you have to make the decision. We can't make it for you, and we can't tell you what to do. And I knew it. But I, I also, you know, I, it was very um, heartbreaking because I wanted to take my kids with me. I was hearing from my family, you know, you can't, you can't leave the kids. You know, you're the mother. You know, that was taboo to just, leave the kids, and it wasn't so much leaving the kids, it was just what was the right thing at the time for the kids. Do I take them on this, you know, journey of survival and getting on welfare and all that stuff that that I have to go through, or do I leave them in their nice, comfortable home in a, you know, in a really nice school district? And it was pretty obvious. It was just, you know, really very emotionally challenging uh, for me. So eventually... Uh, I made the decision, and the decision was when my father passed away. It was a catalyst for me to make that change because I realized at that time life was short, and I knew I had some mission in me that I had to accomplish. I didn't know what it was, but I felt it. And I knew if I had gone on that path of struggle and survival with my kids that I would probably not accomplish what I came here to do. Uh, on this planet, so I, you know, I just trusted, um, I made the decision, and then, you know, started the procedure, and um, that's basically why I, I, I mean, I had custody, I was giving, of course, custody as the mother, but to to give it back and say, okay, um, here's, you know, temporary custody of my children, um, I'll I'll see if I can get custody when I get caught up. When I say get caught up, I mean get caught up with life because, you know, I had, you know, I was leaving a house. I, you know, I, I gave over my house because I wanted the kids to be in the school district that they were in. So I basically, I left the, the marriage with my clothes on my back and what was left in my bank account, my car, and whatever else I was going to get in alimony. So um, that's kind of what happened. And, uh, you know, I, I think I, I worked the best that I could to try and quote-unquote catch up and try to get custody of them again. And it wasn't that I couldn't. Um, I was always welcome to have them. You know, it wasn't a struggle to go visit them. I didn't have those. Well, sometimes, <laughs> you know, sometimes my ex-husband and I would, you know, have our challenges about visitation. But, um, you know, we were able to work it out. Well, it became more of a challenge when uh, I had moved out of state. We both both living in California. And... He moved to Texas. I moved to Texas. He moved to Nevada. So then uh, I was only able to see my children a few times a year. And it's been like that for almost, uh, I guess, 16 years. It's been a long time that I've been uh, working this, you know, with having lived living in separate states from my children. Um, I Eventually I did ask my children to, you know, come and live with me. But by that time, and they're already... Oh, I have my friends, you know, I mom, you know, it's I love you, but you know, and I understood that. I, I didn't want to yank them out of their their environment. They'd already gone through too many changes already, so what was the purpose of upsetting something that was already working? So, um 
so that's basically uh, what happened. Um, so I basically shared in the Thank God I story how I arrived at that decision and why I arrived at it so that, um, you know, it would have been the, the highest good for all concerned. And I do see the results of it. I, I see how my children are emotionally stable and, uh, you know, they, they're honor students and I knew I did the right thing. Um, what I had to do basically for myself was really to forgive myself for judging myself as a bad parent because I had carried a lot of guilt and shame of having, quote-unquote, left the kids uh, when actual, in actuality I was doing the best I could with what I had in service to all of us. Um, there was no sense in taking them on a survival mission with me. So um, that's what I shared in the book, and uh, that's really how I want to use the story to reach other non-custodial parents who who face the challenges of guilt and pain of living separately from their children. Uh, I, it can be very painful. I mean, there were some very dark moments I had, really dark. Um, so I understand what it's like to, you know, not be with the kids during Christmas and not, or Thanksgiving or their birthday or their graduation or, or some, you know, uh, soccer game or recital. I've missed all of that. <laughs> so I, I can share, you know, to other parents who have to go through that how to how to work with that with their self, how to have that healthy relationship with themselves so that they can, you know, go forward and be the best parent that they can be. Wow, what a powerful story. Now have have your kids read the your chapter in the book? No, not yet. Um I'm. Uh, it's, the book isn't out yet, but when it does come out, I will show it to them. I. I mean, of course, I have the Word document copy, but uh, I don't want it, to. It's more, you know, it's more effective when I show it to them in the book. And when I wrote it, I made sure that I wrote it without any animosity towards, you know, the situation of being divorced. I really wrote it from a place of responsibility, where uh, I was sharing how, you know, the turnaround and now how. I'm really proud of them, so that when they read it, there's no animosity animosity towards the father, because that's not really what it's about. It's really about just healing, having a positive relationship with yourself or with myself, uh, of not holding any judgment towards myself, not holding any guilt, um, but just um, holding compassion with myself and with the process. It's really, it really is a path, you know, for many of um, who don't realize non-custodial parenting is a path if they want to make it and if they want to choose to grow from it they can they just have to learn how to turn it around so that's what i want to do to bring and i want to use the story in the thank god i book to open that door oh that's beautiful i love i absolutely love this and interestingly enough if i can go a little personal with my own stuff right now um my daughter Maya, who is going to be 11 on um, in September, uh, her mother and I got divorced when she before she was four, and so I've had sole custody of her since that time. Wow! And it's been an incredible journey. Um, you know, starting off with me having my daughter and like going into the grocery store which I mean I knew about grocery stores but I I wasn't the one doing the shopping 
and mm-hmm. went into the grocery store the first time to get like food for for the house and cried because it was like I don't know what to do here you know like wow I've got to think about you know keeping her healthy and and this and that and and so it it went from that um her mother and I always had a good relationship uh we shared a lawyer in the divorce and all this to what just occurred for me this past weekend um again I've been very close um with her mother uh, over the years and um this weekend we decided that Maya would now be living um with her mother and her mother's boyfriend during the school year up in Mendocino uh-huh. and that I would have her on summers and um, holidays, but also I can go up there and live with them for as long as I want, a week, two weeks, a month at a time, um, and be in that communal space with all of us. Um, and it's just been it's wild because you know even just that shift and that's not even a shift out of challenge it's it's uh taking a look at our lives and kind of deciding well maybe this works better this way and that way it's still rocking my boat that i'm not going to be the one to school every day yeah yeah i and totally so, hear you just that whole thing so hearing your story i mean I, i'm kind of a master in my own mind <laughs> at the the whole sort of thank God I thing. I mean, my whole thing in life is to find that perspective that makes us feel good about whatever it is that has taken place for us. Um, And back in 1994, my, my company, which is still the umbrella of everything we do, is called It's All Good Companies. And it's like, okay, if you're going to judge any one particular aspect of your life or self or situation, if you if you must judge it, then judge it as being all good, um, mm-hmm. and then find that that place of of what's good about it. Even though on the surface it may not look so good on the surface, Tracy's thing, you know, losing all of her money and and all that she had worked for and everything didn't look very good. Yours on the surface didn't look very good. Some of the other stories of people with um, health ailments, cancer of um, being molested, of being raped, of of all this, certainly on the surface, and even for a number of these below the surface, it's not even feeling so great. But there is this, I, I'm, I'm just so excited that there's this mainstream vehicle, thank God I, that assists all of us through the stories, because that's that's what our lives are about. Our lives are given meaning by the stories that we wrap around them. And these stories, your stories, of going through what I'm sure was the least comfortable time in your life, yeah, <laughs> and being able to find a perspective that shifts it in that very moment, to me is just like, I mean... I, I I just I love it, and that's what's always you know has drawn me to to John and 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 this project is that this is the perspective that that can change everything for people. And your two stories, um, you know, people are going to read those, and and it's just they're going to relate to it. They're going to relate, and they're going to say, "Wow, well, my thing isn't that bad," and let me look at it now from this angle. And that is so powerful right now with all the changes and everything that um, that 
we're all going through. Right. So absolutely. Incredible. Now, Kathy, are you with us? I am, but I can you hear me? I can hear you now. Kathy, where are you calling from? Can you hear me? Now I can hear you. Well, good. Good. <laughs> so where yes, where are I you from, Wisconsin. Kathy? I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, or Greendale, Wisconsin, but more uh, people know mostly, you know, Milwaukee better than Greendale. It's I got a little you. Bird. Okay. And how long have you been associated with the um, Thank God I project? I've been with uh, Thank God I almost from the beginning. Um, I'm in the first book. And uh, I've been working with John on other projects for quite some time and helping out with, you know, bringing it to forth to the community and and the country and the world and so that we can spread this wonderful message. Oh, fabulous. Tell us, what, what was your chapter in the first book? My story uh, is, thank God my husband was an al- alcoholic. And it's ah. a... a uh, senior citizen story of finding gratitude in uh, you know a, a tough situation. I got you. You want to give us a little bit of your story? Yeah, I um, I was um, well. I'm a, a few years older than the rest of you, I'm sure, and um, I was uh, you know brought up in that era where you were got married and stayed married forever. And I uh, had the dream of the uh, the uh, house with the little white picket fence and then that I would be able to, you know, bake cookies for my grandchildren and live happily ever after. And uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out that way um, because my husband was, um, you know, had an addiction uh, to alcohol and it, it caused a lot of family um disruption uh, and dysfunction and finally after 32 years I divorced him and he had um, cancer and uh, but he with the cancer he he used the cancer actually as a um, you know another uh, thing that made him a victim of life that would make him drink even more mm. and um I had to move out of the situation just in order to save my own self because I was going down right with them. And um, so I moved out, and I got a place, and I um, took just a few things with me and kind of left everything, too. I was uh, hearing Alice when she was leaving everything behind. I kind of did that, too. I just took the basic necessities. And started over at, uh, I was uh, just turning 50 at the time, and I um, I started over, and I uh, we had a business, and I had to uh, dissolve that business because he was a part of it, and then I started another business with my uh, two sons and who were in the, the other business, and um, we were successful in that, and... Uh, then just carried on, and eventually I wrote a book called uh, Gratitude Works with a, uh, a, a woman that I met at church. We became uh, very good friends and co-authors, and we wrote this book on on gratitude, and it was uh, basically um, 
you know, a, a, a book of five things a day, five things a day to be grateful for for the entire year. Mm. And so then from there, uh, I got involved with John shortly after that because he was about thanking God, and we were about thanking God with gratitude or finding gratitude. And uh, I'm still here <laughs> because I believe so much in the teaching and the, um, you know, and what what it can bring to the world to, you know, to help others and give them solutions for their problems. Wow, that's great. That's excellent. And so now you have a story in the um, Empowered Women book also then? No, I don't have a story in the Empowered Women book. Um, I am... Uh, going to be working with some of the authors in the in the book and um I've been doing other things behind the scenes with uh John I do some of the writing I uh helped with the writing of the power of perfection and um I'm I'm really I love the teaching the foundation that's you know uh basic to the to the company to the uh authors you know finding that that thank God I moment and learning to be grateful for what we call the good and the bad, because there's advantages in the in what we call the bad, and sometimes disadvantages in what we call the good. And once we can see that more clearly, we come more to balance, and we can learn to be grateful for everything that happens in life. And it totally helps us to look at life from a new perspective. Of wow, maybe that wasn't so bad after all, kind of thing. And uh, if it wouldn't have been for that, I wouldn't have done this, and I wouldn't be where I am today, and I wouldn't have the understanding that I have because of everything that's happened to me. Oh, that's great. Now, tell me, just to give me um, some idea, uh, what? How, how old are you today? I'm 70. You're 70, so this has been a 20-year, over a 20-year process for you. Well, I, we wrote the book. Um, no, it hasn't been that long. We wrote the our gratitude works book in uh, in 2004, and uh, so it's been about seven years that we've done that book. And I've been with John about four years. I got you. Well, that is that's that's great. I I love your story. I love everyone's story um, that we've heard and. Uh, you know, being a holistic healing professional out um, in the in the field, so to speak, with um, and doing quite a few events uh, myself, um, I just know that that these stories will have such a tremendous impact um, on people, and that's that's really what it's all about. Now, um, I've just uh, opened up a. Um, a added a caller uh, to the line here. I, I take it that this is John. John, are you with us? Yes, hello. How are you? Doing excellent. And welcome to uh, Dream Reality New Earth uh, Radio tonight. Uh, we have heard uh, from uh, Tracy and, and Alice and 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 Kathy, and we've heard um, their stories and and what this has meant in their life, your timing is absolutely perfect now. Uh, so what I'm interested in hearing is, you know, what happened in in your life that that puts you in a position to 
assist the rest of us in in reaching for a perspective that really serves us? Well, oh, it's a great question, and thank you for having me. I I've been uh, deep in study in my life with this understanding that there was an equal positives and negative in whatever happens in life. I've been studying this concept, this belief system that there's an equal balance in whatever happens and that sometimes we don't see that underlying perfection because we have our emotions and we have our beliefs and our perspectives and so we don't always see what the we don't always see the big picture we don't always see the balance and the things that happen in life so i i decided to really um delve into this study in my 20s and and consult with a lot of people on uh this topic in helping them rediscover the balance that happened in their life if they went through a trauma if they went through the death of a loved one or a divorce or a disease what i would do is i would work with them and uh, help them discover the balance in this concept uh, the balance that was really in their life, even though they weren't experiencing it. Um, so I did this for quite a while, and then my mom passed away at age 56, and she was my best friend. So, you know, this was my own personal test. I, I didn't feel, you know, very, I, I wasn't feeling like things were really perfect. I was really upset. I was really pissed. I wasn't able to see the perfection for myself. So I left. And I went to Florida, and I said, I, I need some time alone for my family, and I left. And I spent three weeks um, looking for the perfection in her passing. I said, I know there's a balance here, and I know that this sucks, and I know that I can't stand what's going on, but I knew there was a balance in it. And I looked for all the traits that my mom represented to me, because I knew energy and matter, it can't be created, destroyed, it just changes form. So I knew somewhere in my um, reality she existed, so I spent three weeks looking for all the different traits she represented and where they were in my life right now. And I, I was looking for the balance in some of what happened, what were some of the gifts that came into my life as a result of her passing, some of the way my role changed, some of the different things I was doing with my time. And so I had, then I had a, a real magical experience. Um, I met a woman named Lorraine in a parking lot. Now, my mom's name was Lorraine. So you know that's pretty strange. It's not the it's not the most common name. And then I found out she was 56 years old. So here I am with another Lorraine that's 56 years old, right? That's kind of strange. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, we 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 start to talk, and she's smoking a cigarette and she's drinking a cup of coffee, and I'm like, wow, this is really strange. I'm here with another Lorraine that's 56. She's drinking a cup of coffee and she's smoking a cigarette just like my mom did. <laughs> and she's from New York City. So I turn around and I turn to my girlfriend and I said, I say, I tell her that I, I guarantee that this woman's birthday is January 9th. And so I looked at Lorraine and I said, well, excuse me, Lorraine, when's your birthday? And she stared right through my eyes and she said, well, it's January 9th. Why? Yeah. Now that wasn't even the day that my mom was born. It was the day. It was the day that she passed. But I knew in that moment that after I spent all this time looking for her in my field of vision and identifying her traits, I, I spent a moment transcending the separation in space-time between life or death. In that moment, I knew that there was the manifestation of my mom there, that in, in this present moment, the manifestation of life and death 
exist. Everything exists right now here in the power of now. So my mom gave me the greatest gift I possibly could have gotten, which was to transcend the illusion that there's any separation in space-time between life or death and that everything is eternally present and now. And she helped me honor her transformation and her death. So I wrote my own personal Thank God I story. I wrote Thank God My Mom Died. Mm. Wow. So that was the beginning of my um, journey into Thank God I and writing that story. I, At the same time, I was working with uh, several women who were I was consulting with them and helping them uh, deal with uh, the rape they've been through, a couple with rape, a couple who were molested. And they went, you know, they were really uh, amazed at the growth that they had as a result of it. One of them started a radio show, another one became a black belt, another one um, started an entire network of, of for women. And, you know, they they wanted to write their Thank God I story. So it was a combination of me me having my own personal experience and then seeing other people have their experience. And I realized, well, everyone has a Thank God I story. Yeah. So then came the great work of um, deciding how to put a company together, and then the rest really is history. Well, you've done um, you've done an amazing job pulling all this together, and um, it's 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 incredibly exciting. I mean, this is the fourth book now. Is that correct? Yes, this is the fourth book coming out. Absolutely, we've done a, a few hundred stories in the first three books, um, all different stories from you know people all over the world, all different ages, nationalities, people from Australia, South Africa, <clears throat> London, South America, Israel, sharing all different stories of what they've been through and how they got to the place where they were thankful for it. Yeah, I love that this. This fourth book is about empowering women. Um, I just can't help but sit here and just feel like this whole thank God I is about empowering humanity. It's so it 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 it's so perfectly wonderful for us all of us now to to be given um, an opportunity to learn from each other and from our stories. Yeah, and that really is what it's all about because everyone has a unique road and a unique path that they go down and everyone has unique experiences and u- unique contributions to share. Um so uh, uh, that's really what this is all about. Uh because you know the the people who are reading the books if they've been through the the death of a loved one or a divorce or they're going through a disease and they can read, you know, stories from people who have been there, who've been in a similar place and this is how they discovered. This is how they got past it. This is some of the gifts they found in it. This is how they brought themselves to a place of balance. What we found is that it really does help the reader um, in opening their minds to some of the hidden blessings that exist within their challenges. So it's becoming a force for people to really help people balance, you know, balance their minds so that they could experience the perfection in whatever challenge it is that they're going through. That's uh, really amazing, and uh, John, we haven't had a chance to uh, meet one another. Um, my name is Ilya, and I absolutely love what you do, and I have uh, a question for you. Um, you have uh, this technique 
uh, and it's called The Perfect Idea. Can you uh, explain to us a little bit about what that is? Sure. The perfect idea um, shares that there's an underlying perfection um, that exists in that in everything that is and everything that was and everything that will happen. Um, and that perfection means that there's an equal amount of positives and negatives in everything that happens. And that's an idea that, uh, that the Taoists were speaking about in the yin-yang, um, the idea that these are, there's these complementary opposites creating one another in the yin-yang. But the perfect idea is, is states that within that, there, there's an underlying perfection that exists in everything, and that we, um, or as we go through life, we experience our emotions, and our emotions, they're not bad, they're not good, and it's not that we're trying to get rid of them or anything. They're just experiences that we go through. And that, when, But when we are experiencing an emotion, it's only half of the understanding. It's, only, it's a partial experience because every emotion has an opposite emotion. So um, what, what happens is when we're experiencing uh, a positive, quote, emotion, one that's pleasurable, or one that's negative, a negative or a painful emotion, we're 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 uh, blind to its opposite. So the perfect idea states that there's an underlying perfection of both e- equally in everything that happens. And what I've gone on and done was develop a process called the perfect solution, which assists people in discovering what their emotional charges are, whatever they're experiencing is, what the emotions are that they're experiencing, and to get more clear, more specific on what they are, and then a specific process on how to um, bring those emotions to balance so that they can experience the perfect idea for whatever's happening, and then transcend whatever the challenge is. Wow. Wonderful. That's really amazing. Um now, I, I just wanted to uh, ask uh, one other quick question. And uh, you have on your website um, a space where you write the key or answer to happiness. Now, if you can just uh, briefly explain what you feel, in short, uh, what the key or answer to happiness is. Well, if, if you know, the, the, the pursuit of happiness itself is one of the greatest, uh, you know, one of the greatest uh, illusions that have existed since the the conception of it in the first place. Um, if you look at our society right now, um, there's 20% of societies on here in the United States are pres- on some kind of prescription drug for either bipolar medicine or for antidepressants, and that's just prescribed. Never mind the illegal, the illegal or illicit drugs people are taking, um, you know, marijuana or um, whatever else they're doing, in order to experience more pleasure. Um, it's because the, the pursuit of happiness in and of itself is is the cause for the sadness people are experiencing. Because uh, what you have is a, a society of people who are seeking to experience one side, addicted to pleasure, and trying to not experience the other side, which the sadness or the pain. Um, it was Gibran who stated, you know, the deeper the ca- sorrow carves itself into your bones, the more joy you can contain. Because really, whenever you're experiencing happiness, you have a repressed sadness about something. And whenever you're experiencing sadness, there's a repressed happiness about something. So in essence, what exists is fulfillment, and it's a balance of happiness and sadness in whatever happens. 
true fulfillment and joy are beyond the illusion of happiness or sadness. So what we're what we have with the senses and you know corporations have done to market to people products and uh, organizations have done to you know really uh lead people in, in the directions they'd like to lead them is is how people believe that they can experience this one-sided pleasure and not this uh, this other side of pain what, what what I've clearly discovered is that we we can experience the state of fulfillment which transcends the illusion of happiness or the illusion of sadness so that we could discover in everything that happens that there is an equal amount of happiness and sadness in actuality and then transcend pursuing happiness because the more we pursue it, we're never going to experience it in the first place. All right. Go ahead, Dr. Green. I love that. I absolutely love the the perspective. And, you know, John, uh, you and I haven't had uh, much contact beyond being um, uh, Facebook friends pretty much until this week. Um, and so, uh, you know, what I know about you is through the the, um, the the folks involved with Thank God I and and everything like that. What I'm getting at, you know, here from my perspective is, these times leading up to um, 2012 and beyond, it is so valuable um, what you're doing, how you are um, assisting, uh, you know, the collective in 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 working through, in in identifying, you know, what's truly going on. Um, so I would be remiss if I didn't ask this question. Um, here we are, July 12, 2011, um, in the midst of all sorts of prophecies and and then also in the midst of, of what our own experiences are showing us. Um, John, talk to us a little bit about your perspective of what's happening now uh, for individuals and for the collective and, and, um, and where is it headed from, from your perspective? Well, you know... Well, thank you, and I appreciate it. And it's it's not first of all, it's not so much what really what I'm doing. It's it's this team of people. You know, here it is. here's here's Alice, and here's Kathy, and here's Tracy. You know, it's from Spain, at, and you know Alice over in Los Angeles, and um, uh, Kathy over there in Wisconsin, and, and and it's really people all around the world who are doing it. I'm just fortunate enough to be able to play a part in guiding the whole project just in the first place. I just want to make note of that in the first place. Yeah. It's really the people who, it really is the people who are doing it. Um, I'm just fortunate enough to be able to work with them every day. But in terms of what's happening in the world right now, there's, well, it's, it's, there's, an equal amount of positives and negatives that are happening in the world right now, just like there always was an equal amount of positives and negatives that happen in the world. In fact, what's happening in the world right now simply is what's happening in the world right now. It's it's what it is is it's our own personal fears and our own personal judgments that have us, um, you know, buy into the illusion that there's something more negative going on or there's something more positive going on. But if we look real closely, in it, it's, it's what's important to do is to identify the challenge itself specifically and to find the blessings in it. And then to look at the things that we think are so positive and then to find out, well, there's equal negatives in it. 
so that we can maintain a, a state of poised inspiration and wisdom and just actually observing what's happening so we can get to the place and in, in, in seeing what is as it is instead of the way we would rather see it, which is the illusion of our own mind. In, act, in actuality, everything's just manifesting form, and it'll manifest a new form and a new form and a new form. And when we, it's in maintaining this state of balance and in this, maintaining the state of wisdom where we become free to really uh, adapt and to be able to manage the things around us so that we can manifest, you know, our own unique individuality as we're observing and be participants in the co-creation as opposed to being in a state where um, we're at the mercy of what's happening because we're um, judging it from a place of positive or negative and we're, we're completely controlled by what happens in our outside environment and not really in tune with what's happening, which is perfection, right as it is. As it always will be and as it always was. Nice. That certainly feels good. <laughs> what about uh, what about December twenty first, two thousand twelve? Care to weigh in on anything? Um about it specifically? <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. December twenty first, two thousand twelve. I'll be. It'll be the shortest day of the sun, which uh, has been. Uh, it's the day of the shortest sun, December twenty fourth of December twenty first of each year. It'll be the winter solstice, and um, we'll have an, an experience of being an inspiration. And regardless of what happens or doesn't happen, there'll be a. Um, there will be a uh, conservation of energy that exists. Because energy and matter isn't created, destroyed, it just changes form. So there'll be some kind of transformation that day, just like there's some kind of transformation every day. So um, we'll have the experience of another transformation, and if we're wise, we'll um, be able to honor that transformation. I love that. You, I, I want to thank you for playing the role that um, that you're playing. Uh, for, you know, and I, I love what you said, giving credit to where credit's due, and, and it's a team effort, and, and you're not alone in this, but at a certain point, you did stand there alone and say, you know, I'm going to play this role, and, and so from uh, from my perspective, and um, I'm sure many, many, many people around the world would join me in saying thank you, John for doing what you're doing and assisting um, all of us. And and that's that's well, so key. Well, thank you, and thank you for making it known to the world because without, you know, without a team of people like you and what you do, um, you know, <laughs> really, you're, you're really the key to help bringing it out to the world. Um, there's so many, there's so much misinformation out there in the world and in in a way in an age of massive communication and in an age of massive information um sometimes it becomes more difficult to find the uh, the information that'll actually uh more difficult to find like it's like finding a needle in a haystack right it's like uh, because we're overloaded with information and you know my life's been dedicated to really understanding what's going on how does it work and um the perfect idea that there is an underlying perfection that exists um, goes back 
antiquity, you know, that's something that's been around for a long time. What we were just bringing out is how to discover that place consistently, you know, how to transcend our emotions to honor the perfection that exists. And everyone deserves that. I mean, everyone does deserve that. And when the magic that happens in that is to be able to see beyond ourselves. You know, we can't even make a single human cell. We can't even, there's 50 trillion cells that make up the human body. We can't make a single cell. There's a greater order going on here. You know, and, and, and there's a much greater order going on here. And we can tap into that order, but we can't tap into that order if we're stuck in our emotions and we're not allowing ourselves to honor the perfection that exists. So this group of people helping each other, you know, uh, transcend their own emotional challenges to get to that place of honoring the perfection that exists. It's this group of people that are doing it all around the world, and it's an honor to be a part of it. And I'm, I'm thankful for it every day. Oh, that's awesome. Now, John, uh, people will hear this broadcast. There'll be some uh, women that'll hear this broadcast and they'll say, hey, I got a story for Thank God I. Um, how do they contact uh, the organization? Um, what other uh, touchstones are there uh, for people? And if you're if you're not a woman with an amazing story and you happen to be a man with an amazing story, is there an opportunity uh, for that also? Sure, absolutely. Um, well, go, on thankgodi.com, you can go to thankgodi.com, and you can send an email to support there at thankgodi.com or customer care at thankgodi.com. There's information on how to contact us on the site. And, yeah, we are filling another book, Thank God I Found My Faith, and, you know, that's our next title. And, you know, of course, yeah, of course that's open to men. Of course, I would highly recommend getting one of our books online and reading them and seeing the different stories that are in there. There are some uh, amazing information in them. So you could get one of our books on thankgodi.com and uh, contact us. Yeah, we're looking for stories. Of course, we're, uh, we're focused in 2012 to produce a book a month so that we can put out a new book. Thank God I got a divorce. Thank God I, um, thank God I was cheated on. All these different titles that will be being released, thank God I'm a mom, too, and what people have gone through in order to be a mom and some of the stories moms have been through. You know, it's one of the most underappreciated and difficult uh, challenges one can uh, experience, is, you know, dealing with the challenges of motherhood. So we are looking for all different stories of challenge that people have, and, and, and this is a team effort working together to get a message out to the world. And to get a message out and then an education, a real education that really really helps people transcend their challenges. I mean, if you think about it and look at schools and look at our schooling system, what did they ever teach us about, you know, our emotions? Right. I mean, really, I don't, I don't remember a single class on understanding our emotions. Meanwhile, that's all we'll ever do is experiencing emotions in our, in our lives on everything we go through. So we have the opportunity to share with people how to do that now. And uh, they can go to our site now, and if you have a story, please come and share it. Come and contact us, and we'd love to hear it. That's excellent. Tremendous vehicle Hi. you have created. Um, Tracy, uh, in Spain, it is now, what, almost 4.30 in the is morning that, or something? Is that, that's, that's right. Yes, it's almost 4.30. <laughs> and um, you, as I, Go ahead. And as I said earlier, um, with the um, Thank God I'm an Empowered Woman book, which is um, coming out at the end of October, we still have a few spots left um, within that book if anybody is interested. 
Beautiful. Thank you for the role that you play, Tracy, and thank you for sharing your story. Um, you knowing welcome. that it makes so much difference. And Alice, my friend Alice, um, so wonderful to um, have another connection point with you. Um, I had no idea of what your story was, um, how beautiful that it, it happens to, um, you know, sort of fishtail with some things that are going on with me right now. I, I do so appreciate you and um, all that you did to make this, this broadcast work out. So thank you very much, dear. Oh, thank you, Mark. It's It's been a pleasure sharing my story and, and bringing it forward with uh, Tracy, John, and Kathy, and um, also gratitude to you and Ilya. Thank you. And, Kathy, thank you so much for, for being part of the broadcast tonight and uh, for sharing your story and uh, just knowing that, that that helps so many people. Um, I appreciate the opportunity to connect uh, with you, John, and, and with some um, obviously key members of your your team and um, just feel really good about uh, sharing this information and um, and getting it out there. Thank you so much, and you have a wonderful evening, all of you. Very good, and we'll get you links so you can um, get, this, get this out and use it um, as you want. Ilya, my friend, my brother, amazing being that you are, thank you so much for being part of tonight's broadcast and just an ongoing angel in the band of angels um, and Dream the Biggest Dream. It, um, it, it just touches me that uh, you're several thousand miles away and we get to continue this fun. I will look forward to us being um, in person um, sometime soon. Yes, it is my pleasure to be here with you once again every week, and I, too, am looking forward to uh, sharing our experiences in person. And uh, I also want to thank Tracy, Alice, Kathy, and John for joining us, and everybody that's been listening, thank you for tuning in. And I know that this information will assist more people than we can possibly imagine, so thank you to everybody. Beautiful. And just a reminder, we've got um, Orange Vortex in Southern California, an amazing higher consciousness uh, music event this weekend. Contact uh, me direct for information on Facebook or uh, drdream.com. And um, all sorts of other wonderful things going on. We'll be back next week with um, another uh, exciting show that, um, that can assist all of us in connecting with um, with what it's all about. So, um, tremendous love and respect. Thank you all so much for being here. And uh, spread that love, and we'll see you next week. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.